Hi, I'm Steve Maletto from the Teaching Learning Leading K-12 podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 86 of Podcast PD, we tackle the topic of connecting with families during remote, virtual, and hybrid learning. We share what's worked and what hasn't so we can all grow during this interesting time in education. Let's start the show. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to episode 86 of Podcast PD. My name is Chris Nessie. I'm the host of the House of EdTech podcast. I am at Mr. Nessie on Twitter. And because it's Sunday night when we record this fine program, I am joined by my podcast compadres, Stacey Lindis and Andrew Johnston Bianco. That's not it. Stacey, how are you? I'm doing well. So we're only connecting because it's Sunday or it's Sunday. So we're connecting. I'm confused by that. Anyway, I'm well. doing well, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it was a wonderful fall weekend in New Jersey. Um, yeah. Lots of uh, pumpkin carving. Um, some more, I carved pumpkins today, too. Some more birthday celebration. and uh, Wait, some more birthday celebration or s'more birthday celebration? Um, some there's more. a difference. No, some more. Somewhere. And, well, whose birthday? Uh, I don't know. This crazy lady in my house, the only crazy lady in my house. So, yeah. That's right. Stacy had a birthday recently. Happy birthday, Stacy. Thank you very much. So, um, yeah, we're doing like a little something every weekend in October. That's what I wanted for my birthday. And so, yeah, that's what I did. It's that's funny. When it was weekend. my birthday, I told my wife I wanted a little something every weekend and she laughed at me. Oh, my God. I hope you edit. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Speaking of hail, uh, we are live on YouTube. We are live on our Facebook group. We are live on Periscope or Twitter, as the cool kids say. Uh, so we actually uh, say hello to people in the chat. What's up, Dave? Dave Frangiosa, former guest of the podcast, AJ's friend on text and Twitter and stuff. So what's up, David? Good to see you. Um, Stacy, it was it was your birthday. That's awesome. Yep, thanks for um, all the birthday wishes, you guys. Yeah, I, I pretty much sent a birthday wish everywhere I could reach you. Yep, I got them all. I'm just not awesome. really on the socials lately, but yeah. Nice. Anyway. You know what they say about birthdays? They happen every day, every no, year. Birth- birthdays are the worst days. Why? Oh, God. Well, even I can't thing? take a stab at that. I don't get it. Really? Well, no, Notorious, I don't get it. B- Notorious B.I.G. said birthdays are the worst days. Oh. And now we uh, sip champagne when we thirst them. I'm a white guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. So we are AJ. really starting out. Really starting out wonderful. <laughs> starting out great. Yeah, I like. Well, Biggie, so. you know, it, it might be that kind of show. Smack me in the face. <laughs> uh, hello to Stephanie. Stephanie's in the chat. Welcome aboard, Steph. Good to see you. Uh, AJ, how are you? I'm doing great. Like it's the fall. Baseball is over. Football is terrible. 
Um, but I'm doing great otherwise. I'm happy. Wonderful. Exactly. Wonderful. I heard the Giants won today. So who cares? I care. Giants they, there you fans? Go. The, Gi- the Giants won. We weren't talking about the Giants. We're talking about me and my needs. And okay, point, don't be a Jets fan. I don't even need don't a Jets be- to win. I've been a Jets fan all my life. Don't be Not a Jets really fan. Just change. Just change. Just give up. Be a Chiefs up. fan. Just give up. Just, yes, I'll be like the teenager. Same old Jets. Just, just, I'll be a teenager and just root for the front runners. I didn't say be a Chiefs fan. I just said, look. If you don't want to be disappointed and have it not be about you or have a good weekend, pick yeah. a different team. I didn't say it was a bad weekend. I just said I want my team to win. <clears throat> now I don't want them to win anymore. So go anybody else. Well, at least they have a real name. <laughs> they have a real name? Yeah, they're what not the football mean? team. The Washington football team. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. Who lost that this week? True. If that makes to you feel any better. Yeah, yes, I know. That's because that's, that's it was part it's of my all, it's, all, it's all good. That's, that's, that's Stacey's sports knowledge. for That's the, it. Somebody right. played today. That concludes sports talk with Stacy. <laughs> Two teams played. One team won. Good job. Yeah, yeah. The New York Giants. The New York Giants. Football. New Texas of Green Bay took on the Giants of New York. <laughs> the winning team kicked an oblong pigskin through a goalpost. <laughs> <laughs> it was a oh. daring good time. I name that movie. The- name that movie. Name- Come on, somebody name the movie in the chat. Put it in the chat. Nobody's in the chat. Nobody's watching this. Well, Stacey and I want to say coming to America, but it's probably not. It's probably trading No, you're places. right. No, you're right. It's coming, coming to America. America. Yes, it's coming to America. We always pick coming to America, and you're like, no, it's trading places. <laughs> Good morning, my neighbor. Yep. Well, we can't Stop say right it. There. Stop right there. <laughs> Fill it in in the chat. So what are we talking about tonight? So, well, I'm, I'm doing well, too. Thanks for asking. So, um... <laughs> Sorry, you know it's you know it's a good podcast episode when we're laughing. He's laughing. He's having a good time. Name that movie, AJ. It sounds familiar, but I really have no idea. I want to say "Coming to America." It was probably Trading Places. No, it was. I, uh, I have no idea. That movie where Adam Sandler goes back to school. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yes, it's Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Yes. That's the one. I always get that one All confused right. with Happy Gilmore. Two different movies. Two different movies. Same kind of stupidness. Wow. Wow. I enjoy both well, of them. I'm just saying. Did you hear, though, uh, with uh, Adam Sandler's new movie on Netflix, this Halloween mm-hmm. movie, that he came out and he said he wants to do a movie called The Sandlerverse, where in one movie he brings together all of the popular characters from across oh my all God. of his films. So Happy and Billy and Little Nicky and oh my Big Daddy. God. I, I, I think I'm a can- fan. I think we could exclude Little Nicky. You could. I I don't think I saw that one, but I feel like you have to include it just because the voice of its notoriety. And and how many characters would Rob Schneider play in this film? Like all of those uh, SNL people. I'll be honest. I don't think him and Rob Schneider are on good terms anymore. Huh? No, they they did something on SNL when when uh, in the spring when it was like COVID and stuff. Yeah. Although it's funny because Rob Schneider was outside banging on the door to get in, but I thought it was a shtick. So maybe it's like there's some truth. To I it. think there was an out because I, I I didn't see it, but the second Grown Ups movie, I think he wasn't in it and they killed him off, something like that. Because he they <laughs> come on, he has his same people in all his movies. He wasn't in the second Grown Ups movie. Something like that. It was one of the movies that he was kind of kicked out because they they had a they had some beef. All right. mm. Well, well, speaking of Billy Madison. And grown-ups. Tonight, we're we're talking about conferences. Well, not conferences. We're talking about connecting with parents 
and, um, you know, keeping those lines of communication open in this very strange and unprecedented time. I'm going to try to use every cliche that exists out there. But um, yeah, so I'm bringing it back. And uh, that's what we're talking about tonight. I said conferences because I just got off of a week of conferences that just really kind of threw my world for a loop. Not the conference part, but just the havoc it wreaked on like on our, actual our academic ac- schedule. Ooh, that was weird. On our academic schedule. Um, we tried to cram all eight periods of the day into the half day, which we, we do normally on a conference day, but there isn't a lunch and the periods aren't 25 minutes, but they included lunch and it was just all kinds of craziness. Mm. Um, so, so the school day was crazy conferences. They were the best conferences I've had in the 18 years I've been teaching. So why is that? that? Um, I think, I think there's a level of respect and admiration and awe in at least my parents. I cannot say this for everybody because I know being a parent in my town, sorry, I hit the mic. Um, being a parent in my town, I see a lot of the um, viciousness and the hatred of like the teachers not going back to school and blah, blah, blah. But I think also my situation lends itself because I am teaching hybrid. Um, you know, there's a lot of appreciation for just being in school and for their kids having the ability to go back to school and for like, the minimal sense of normalcy that they are experiencing by getting on the school bus or by entering the school building each week, because, you know, our hybrid is one, one week on one week off. Um, So I really think that that's where it came from, but we heard it at least every day of conferences, if um, at least once, if not more than once, but it was, it was just nice. You could just tell that like, even if they didn't thank us, the parents were very appreciative of the fact that their kids got to be in school. Mm. And that, and I can tell that that was really, really important, not only for their children, but for them, but especially, especially for their children. <clears throat> I can't hear you, Chris. How's that new mic doing? My experience oh, is, there he is. a little different. Uh, so I'm, I'm at the high school level. We don't have multiple conference days. Um, we do have like, once a year, we have like conference night uh, or, or day where it's a half day for students and, uh, you know, then parents come in. But again, in my school, for a multitude of reasons, uh, parental engagement and involvement isn't very high. So, I mean, I can go into my student information system and want to call home and, and try to communicate with parents and it's a lot of disconnected numbers, mailboxes that haven't been set up, uh, or it's the kid's phone number because they filled out the form and they're not answering to let their let you talk to the parent. Uh, and so, I mean, in past experiences, I've had a good rapport with the families I've worked with, you know, and I, I've never subscribed to only call home when a kid does something wrong. You know, I, I've always looked to call home to celebrate as well as if there's an issue, you know, parents know that I'm going to reach out and, you know, we're going to communicate, you know, for what's in the best interest of the child. Um, but, but in my current role, it's, it's not a lot of communication. You know, most of the communication I'm dealing directly with my students. Um, this was the first year and go figure it's virtual and it's all different where back to school night was kind of fun where, you know, I did a Google meet and I was playing Spotify music into my Google meet 
and parents could kind of come in over that, you know, two hour period on back to school night. And that was fun. And parents were more excited to like put in a request to have me play a song Mm -hmm. than to hear me give my spiel about what my class is about. You know, it was nice to see like the face of, you know, who I am. Um, But it's for for me, it's different. You know, I, I would like to reach out and communicate, but you know, for in some instances, there's a language barrier. Yes, I, I can speak Spanish, but you know, I usually have to tell parents, you could speak Spanish to me, but you got to speak very slowly for me to understand. And then I need the student to help me. So there's just some issues that I know I face in communicating with families, even when things are quote unquote normal. So now it's just a lot of, I'm communicating with the kids. I've made it clear to parents and families that, you know, here's my email Here's how you can reach me. You can call the school. They'll get me the message, even though I'm not there, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it, it, it's not easy. And and I wish it was a different experience for me. And I know that there are other people out there, people who are listening to this, who you can identify with Stacy's experience, whether you're elementary, middle or high school. And there are people who will identify with me where it's like, ah, you're banging your head against the wall trying to communicate with kids' families. Do you find, Chris, like, it sounds like I I could answer this on my own, but it doesn't sound like things are very different from, you know, how things were in, in like a typical school year, um, to, to how things are now. Am I, am I right in that? You, yeah, you're correct. Again, limited communication before and limited to even less now. Were things different for for you in the spring? Well, in the spring, it was, I've talked about this before where, I mean, I, I, a lot of my kids were MIA. You know, I, you know, but this is parent communication. Like, so, and I understand, well, like, if I'm not even communicating with the kid, there's, there was no way I was communicating with the parents, you know, All right, so emails then, were sent out. The yeah, district so then was it was trying worse. to reach out. Yeah. Yeah. It was worse. Right. And, and the expectations have probably helped and changed. You know, I will say I'm definitely communicating more now this year with parents than I had, than I had in the spring. Um, not you know one of the big pushes from our district was to make sure that you were communicating with parents on a regular basis um but i i i i don't know i'm that fifth grade teacher who i'm not necessarily trying to make them independent for middle school but i recognize that as fifth graders the work that they're doing is independent from the work that like you know they don't need as much support from mom and dad in the teaching or in the building routines of getting homework done or in, um, and all of those things, right? Like they don't have to read a lot to their parents. They're not reading books with their parents. It's, there's such a level of independence at this age in, in elementary school that I don't find myself communicating with parents as much as I did when I taught first or second or third grades. Um, and I feel like, like save for the fact that like the school year is just vastly different. I don't find myself, communicating much more than I would normally. I am trying to use Remind more this year. I never, I've never used it in the past. It was something I was recommended to teachers, Mm -hmm. but as a parent, I very much appreciated Remind. And so this year I thought I would try it out. And I think that that's really helpful because with the kids not being in school every day, you know, and we had a spirit week uh, for, for um, week of respect you know, where it's, it's our anti-bullying week here in New Jersey, where we have to teach about bullying and being, um, you know, what, what harassment and intimidation and bullying is. Um, and it's a mandatory week. The first, I think it's the first full week in October. Correct. All right. Yeah. Correct. So, um, 
you know, for that, you know, I wanted everyone to be able to participate. And that was really nice, you know, sending out the reminder saying, hey, today's pajama day or today's crazy sock, spooky sock day. And oh, no, that was a different one um, that had nothing to do with speaker respect. That was our regular spirit day. But but that kind of thing, just knowing that, like, everyone's not hearing the same message, the same or everyone's not hearing the message the same way. It's always the same message. But, you know, some kids will try to log off a little earlier at the end of seventh period. Um, or, you know, if we miss them seventh period in general, it's just a nice way to keep their parents informed. Um, I have found that that's helpful. Plus I have a partner teacher this year. So, um, she definitely communicates with the kids and, 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 um, parents via email and Google classroom way more than, than I ever have in the past. So it's like learning and kind of, um, taking my lead from her as well has been kind of nice. Well, question about remind so uh, two questions stacy yeah um uh, and now maybe i don't even know this about how you're set up as a fifth grade teacher but so are you part of first a fifth grade team where you kind of collaborate with the other fifth grade teachers in your building or buildings this year we're trying to be more collaborative than we have ever been um and that you know we're also working with the other four or five building and working with their fifth grade teachers as well um there's definitely School-wide, there's more of a sense of like, we're all in this together, whether you're virtual or hybrid. And so, so I feel that this. people are are sharing resources way more than they have in the past. So is Remind something that all the fifth grade teachers are using, or is that a choice that you're doing for your kids, your class, Stacy? My choice for my students' parents, because kids can't use it if they're under 13. Right. Okay. So also at fifth grade, and I'm sorry if I'm grilling you, but I have questions. Yeah. So that's fine. So, at fifth grade, they still have special. So they, they, they would go to math, uh, not math. <laughs> math is not special. Spanish, no to the art. Spanish, yes. art, library, music. So Not library. Library is not a special. Don't tell the librarian that. But oh, no, I get it. <laughs> no, it's, um, uh, it's a special up to third grade. And then in fourth grade, um, because they have other things that they're like, they're pulled out for music twice a week hmm. um, on top of general music. So it's it just doesn't fit. So the, my, my, my question is, do the special teachers, are they also using Reminder? How like are they getting their content to kids and families? Or you um, don't know? I, I don't know. I mean, I we were told we had to use Google Classroom this year. Um, yeah. Now, speaking of that, so – did all did you invite all the parents? Are they did they all accept the Google Classroom invitation? Are they getting those auto generated reports from Classroom, or is that just for you to get stuff to your kids? Yeah, I use it solely for delivering content to my children. I, I think where I'm at, I think my parents are logging not maybe logging into Google Classroom, but I think they're invited to the Google Classroom. They're starting to see a lot of uh, what the students are up to. Because I what think does that look like for you, AJ? Like when you say they're invited, are they invited to log in as their students? No, like as no, their children? No, no, they just kind of see the work that is due. Through so, the summary feature? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they can't see anything else. They can't they can't log on to Google Classroom. They can't see what's posted besides the fact that work is coming. So uh, I don't believe they can see the comments right. or, or anything like that. They so what it. we encourage and what has – because when Google first introduced that summary feature, it did not work at least yeah. in our district, right? Like you had to have a Gmail account. Not everybody had a Gmail yeah. account. You would send those invitations out. Parents never got them. So we have not really tried that again. And I say we, like, it's not something that I care for anyway, but 
the tech department has decided like the best way to have parents feel that they're involved in their kids learning is to be honest with them and just say, look, if you want to know what your kids are working on, log in as them on their Google classroom and you can see what they're working on. And as a parent, that is what I do with my own children as well. Like I have Mm -hmm. both my boys school credentials on my phone Mm -hmm. and I can see, I don't get notifications for it because that's not the level of, um, spying like of what (laughs) tiger yeah no i i don't need to be involved at that level Mm -hmm. you know plus my son's school they use power school i get a notification every time the teacher changes a grade um so i see the gpa move up and down i tend to ignore those notifications until the end of the week and then i look at all of them and we have Mm -hmm. conversations together as a family like i i don't try right I, i don't try to be like a helicopter mom or a tiger mom or a bulldozer or anything like that. I just want to be involved, be aware of what my kids are working on, ask some questions about assignments and their general learning. And I feel like come fifth grade, that's where a lot of parents are. It's not where everybody is, right? But it is that transition before middle school. And so, you know, if a kid is missing an assignment or missing several assignments or even missing, you know, several classes, because, you know, attendance is different this year, right? Especially for us in the afternoon when they have to come back. Um, my email is not sent to mom and dad. My email is sent to student and it's CC'd to mom and dad because the student is responsible for coming to class, but it's like a, hey, just so you know. And um, I think that it shows a level of respect, not only for the student, but for the parent to realize like we are treating your child as if they are able to do this on their own, because guess what? By fifth grade, they are. And that's fantastic. You're, I, again, I, I struggle to get ninth graders to understand that. Hell, sometimes I get college kids who struggle to understand that I want you to be responsible for your education. You right. know? <laughs> and I'm trying to instill that with my ki- my own children. Like last, last spring, um, when we went virtual, my son's French teacher sent me the email saying that his like assignment was missing and it was going to affect his grade. And I was like... So then I responded to her and CC'd my son. And I was like, thanks for letting me know in the future. Please address this to Richie and feel free to CC me and I'll support you. But this is his work and he is the one who's going to turn it in. I do now, not speak now did French. You, I was going to say, did you send that in English or did you Google Translate I did. and send it back nope, to the I French sent teacher? it to her in English. She sent it to me in English. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know, like... When my kids get to college, I'm not going to be there babysitting them. And, you know, they're going to have to do all of their, you know, college picking uh, on their own. And I'm just saying. I, I, I can't applaud you enough. I'm silently applauding, but yes. It's yes, like, the, yes. it's, and, and for me, it's the levels, right? Like right now I watch, we converse. And then like eventually, you know, we like I did try to convince my son that taking Spanish in eighth grade was a better idea than not taking Spanish in eighth grade. But he wasn't so much for it. And then he didn't pick Spanish. And then we had another conversation and then he was kind of convinced. I mean, so similarly, I mean, I got my little guy. He's in kindergarten this year. I told him when he was done with pre-K, I was like, it's on you, buddy. You're in <laughs> kindergarten now. Okay. You're on that Chromebook. You're, you can't read yet. You better figure it out. I'm sure ABC, that's what he said. <laughs> something to that effect. Um, but like, in all honesty, what does it look like for you? Because you do have two little ones, both of you. That are well, school for, aged. My my kids are again. E- even my little guy, they are working independently because I'm here at home virtually. I am doing my thing with my Google Meets 
you know, Colton works to my right. Okay. Miles works in his room independently. He's in his Google meet with his teacher, you know, doing the whole third grade thing and they do what they need to do. So if we're talking a little bit about technology, you know, you, like you're leveraging reminding Google meet, you know, for my kindergartner, it's Google meets and seesaw. So mm-hmm. he's got seesaw on the iPad and he's got his little portfolio daily thing that comes through every day. And he's got the links and the teacher has set it up fantastically. So, you know, doing what I do with that tech stuff, I had an understanding of seesaw, but to really see how it's applied has been a really good thing. And she does a really nice job. And, and you said that's gets Colton. It. Yeah, that's Colton. So, and is that a good it? level of com- communication with you? Do you wish you had more? I don't know that I necessarily wish I had more, but I mean, through the Seesaw app, like Kate and I get messages from the teacher, sometimes to us, sometimes to the whole class. Um, and, and that's fine. I, I only wish that sometimes like Seesaw was a little like Voxer and she could just send an audio message instead of this message I had to scroll through on my phone that, you know, she took five minutes to type up. But at the beginning of the year, she asked parents in a Google meet, how would you prefer us to communicate with you? And we were all like, just do it through Seesaw. We don't want to have to go to another app or check our images, do it all through the one thing. Which is why I so. picked Remind, because as a parent, I like that it just comes through as a text. And I said, mm-hmm. please don't use the app. It's just one more thing you have to check. But who's not checking their text messages all day long? Right. And uh, they laughed. They chuckled at back to school night when I said that. For my boys. And then, um, oh, go ahead, Chris. You weren't done. Sorry. No, I was going to say with Miles, there, there is no parental communication that I'm aware of. Because, again, so he's in the, quote unquote, the gifted program. So I think even at third grade she's putting more on them to be responsible and do things. Now we, we check his work because sorry, son, your mother and father work in education. We're going to, we're going to be looking Mm -hmm. down on you uh, to check on you. So we're behind the scenes, but making sure he's on task. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will check in with him when I go on my lunch and my prep to say, you know, how's your day going? What are you doing? Do you need help with anything? Um, So it's so far it's been, if this teacher needs to reach us, she emails us. And is she like communicating like whole class with you guys about anything? Like we're having this or, you know, we're noticing this. The the weird thing. So some of the initial communications with like, and Stacey, this will make you cringe, like usernames and passwords. It was like email to all the parents, go check your child's username and password on this spreadsheet for some different stuff. And I'm just like, why do I need access to everybody's accounts on these services? If I wanted to go in. Oh my God, I'm dying right now. I said you would cringe. I, I led with the cringiness. But that was just at the beginning. So who corrected her on that? Because that's horrible. I don't know that it got corrected, but she hasn't emailed this with all Everyone. the usernames and passwords for everything. That's good. What about you, AJ? Uh, it was a little different for me, I guess. So, you know, uh, Daniel, who's a kindergartner. He was he was in school for five days, half days since you know September, so there wasn't really much communication through any of the technology because I don't think he's actually using the technology a lot in his grade level. Uh, I know they sent a like a Google password for him to be used in case we go remote. Um, so the communication from the teacher really came, you know, honestly with letters, you know. So it's basically the fact that you know here's. <laughs> Here's a here's a note from the teacher. So we look at it on paper. Yeah, on paper. Yes. Yeah, on paper. So you know, again, because they're not using much technology, and I know this particular teacher who was using technology well. You know, I know she doesn't really like technology at all. 
she's been teaching for quite some time mm-hmm. and she's embraced technology, but she doesn't really love it. So the letters home have been there. Um, some, some handwritten notes here and there as well. There has been some emails. Um, but I think for, for Ryan, who's a second grader now, I've, I, we haven't been getting a lot of communication through Google, Google classroom, but we have been getting emails at the end of every week. You know, sometimes I would kind of prefer seeing how he's doing in class to understand if his work is there. But I guess now that he's not remote anymore, it doesn't really make a difference. So the work that he's doing is basically the work that he does in the classroom. And I'll see that when it gets brought home, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, like the old school way. So we try to talk to him and we try to check his Google classroom as much as possible, especially when, when he was remote, you know, looking over his shoulder, trying to help him get on there and really get started with the Google meet and all that kind of thing. But not a little more communication may be necessary just to, just because I want to know his, his progress. Because for a second grader and a kindergartner, what is it? What is a grade going to tell me? Satisfactory effort. So what does that mean? Like, is he talking too much in class? Is he doing his work? You know how you'd feel if he had the not S. Right. <laughs> right. Whatever. Right. So um, it's whatever the standards based is, the standards based grading. Oh, that's like a, those are numbers. Aren't yours numbers? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember from last year, to be honest with you, because I didn't really look at his grades from March because I was sitting there with him and I knew what he was doing. Right. <laughs> you know? So I don't remember what the grades look like, but you know, I'm just thinking about the communication. Like, are we communicating too much with families? Is communication just, is this going to be a new form of communication? Is it going to be a new expectation from parents? Because at this point, right. For a lot of kids who are remote, a lot of the kids who are like working in a bubble, almost literally that do we have to communicate more or are we just overdoing it? I'm, I'm just wondering that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder what it's like to, like, I feel like, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that. Well, Stacy, because you get to communicate with families. I, I want to. I don't know that I would be what you describe, AJ, as overdoing it. You know, I would like to have a baseline that I don't even have, mm-hmm. you know, where I know that if I called home, I would reach somebody or I had the way to email somebody. Uh, I, I would. And again, not just if a kid is out of line. But again, I want to also communicate to celebrate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Stacy, how would you judge your communication now versus your past experiences in the classroom? I think it's about the same. You know, last year I tried last year after our journalism unit, I proposed to my students that we start a newsletter. And so they started the newsletter. I wanted to Like I wanted to be a little hands off, but I felt that it was a way for me to share not only what was happening in the school, but, uh, or in our classroom, but was also what was also happening in the school. So like things like book fair and like other fundraisers, you know, I feel like, I don't know what it's like school communication with you guys, but personally the communication I get now from both of my boys schools, um, I wish that they sent one district email and then said, like, here's middle school information, here's high school information, and then I could pick. But right now, I get literally almost the same exact email from both principals. And, like, there are, like, minor changes in between. And I just go through and I'm like, nope, don't need that. So I kind of appreciate that it's laid out with headings. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, I don't need to worry about, like, military counseling. We're not a military family, but we're in a very big military community. So, like, oh, it's nice that they have that great. I'll move on. And so like, because some of those things repeat, I can, I know which ones I can skip, right? Like 
we can't go pick up the free lunches that our district is offering until December because I can't get there at 11 o'clock on a Monday. That's why my kid's virtual. Like, it's just like little things like that. So like, but they're very long emails and to get two of them and then still have to look and see like, well, what is different from what Dr. Lopez is saying versus what Dr. Kearns is saying? Like that to me is important. Um, and I wish that it was collapsed. Where, where I teach, I feel like those emails just are so incredibly long, the ones that they send from the district or from the school. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, um, then you lose some of the finer details, like the fact that our PTA book sale is coming up or that, you know, we had a PTA family night of um, Bali dancing. And like, like that's kind of cool, you know, like those are the things that, I would like to highlight more. So I did have my kids do that after our journalism unit. And again, that gave them some ownership of like discerning what was important, what they should share and how they should share it. And, you know, they took ownership of that. I would say probably, I mean, we were still in school. So it started when we were still in school and then it kind of didn't happen anymore because, you know, COVID. Um, But they did do it for a solid like two months. And so that was fun. But no, I wouldn't say that my personal communication with parents is really that much greater. I would say with Remind, it's that much easier. When you use Remind, Stacy, do mm-hmm. you use it as a broadcast only or do parents have the ability to reply to you? They can reply, but I have not really highlighted that as a feature. So those who are familiar with Remind might be able to be to say to themselves, oh, yeah, look, I can respond to Mrs. Lindis, but it's not um, it's not something where I was like, and this is a two-way communicator. like. Yeah, just send me an email. That is, is so, so I was just saying. Yeah, so, so you encourage parents to email you. Here's my with email with, with yeah. well anything. So you prefer that they reach out to you via email. Yeah, and since we have two email addresses, I prefer that they use the Outlook one versus the Gmail one because in Gmail you're getting all the student stuff, and so I like to separate. That's a house of ed tech for a different day. That we have districts that use two emails, so let's not go it's there. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. Well, let's take a moment here. So we've been talking and sharing. So if you're watching and you want to hop aboard, come on podcastpd.com slash join. You can be a part of this conversation. If you're listening to this on the podcast side after we have since ended the live stream and we're not live and we're sleeping and doing other fun things, um, go to podcastpd.com slash feedback. Tag us on Twitter. Tag us on Instagram. What are your thoughts? How are you communicating with parents and families, um, are are you stressed? Are you not stressed? Uh, everything we've talked about, we would love to know how and what you think about these same exact topics. And feedback is something that we certainly thrive on. Yeah. So, like back, to, like to just thinking about like how, how communication has changed. You know, there are all different kinds of forms of communication. Like you were saying, Chris, with good news phone calls. Like I used to do those way back in the day when like my school was a responsive classroom school and it was a big part of like what we did. Um, You know, we also used to connect with families by having like a hopes and dreams conference. Like parents would come in and physically be in my building with their kids before school started. We got paid for that week and it was, you know, you got, I think we got paid like $300 or $500 for that week. And as many parents came in, you would meet with them and it would be like, I'd sit down with AJ and he'd be like, all right, so tell me about Daniel. What are your hopes and dreams? What, you know, what do you hope he accomplishes academically? What do you hope he accomplishes socially? 
you know, how, how can we build a connection at home? And I felt like they were so beneficial because then the kids come in, they feel comfortable. They know where their classroom is. They know what their room looks like. They've already brought their school supplies to school because they've been there. And that has been, that was, that was really nice. That was in a different school district from where I'm at now, but that was just, I don't know. It was like next level building relationships with parents. And I don't know, no, I like, I know for a fact that that school, that school is no longer doing it, but I wonder if, if it was a byproduct of not having enough funding, mm -hmm. right. For elementary teachers to do that, or if it's just a change in the times where we're so hyper scheduled and busy and blah, 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 that it's just not feasible or the interest doesn't exist anymore. I really mm -hmm. can't say, I don't know. I'm sure something, something like that. People are, people are busy, you know, cause they're bringing in the teachers or, or, or bringing in the families. Like it's a different time and you have to find people to do it. And then if you're not going to do it, it looks bad for the other teachers. I'm sure you can do something like that now with a simple Google form or some kind of video introduction. You I do do it with a form. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can even use Screencastify or, or um, Flipgrid in that regard, and you can have the same same answers to those same questions, and kind of still build those relationships with the parents. So that, that, that sounds like a um, really powerful movement to get to know both parents and students. So I, I like that. Yeah, that is one of the first lines of communication that I have with parents is like yeah. their hopes and dreams for their kids. So tell me, tell me about you know what motivates your child? How does he or she best learn? Does your child have a nickname? You know. And then this way you get a sense of who the family is before mm -hmm. the, the kid even steps in the classroom, which is nice. Yeah. I like that. Well done. Well done. I can share that form with you or we'll sure. put it in the show notes. That would even seem like something, again, I'm just, the wheels are always turning. Like you could open up like a flip grid for parents if they felt comfortable doing that, where you moderate the responses. So you like can collect responses. Uh, that was actually something not with the hopes and dreams thing. And I, and don't let me forget. I have a, an idea for the hopes and dreams for this podcast. So Stacy, don't let me forget. Okay. Um, my son, Miles is a teacher. So third grade, she had us invited parents to contribute to a flip grid, uh, like to give a message to our children, you know, oh, for the school sweet. year, a couple weeks in. And then she like gave them access to hear the message that moms and dads sent to their kid. So I, I thought that was really cool to invite us into the, the learning space and, you know, so so I thought that was good. Now, what I was going to say for the hopes and dreams, maybe that could be another type of question we ask future guests. What are your hopes and dreams in education or for professional development? Yeah. And do you have a nickname? <laughs> and can we contact your parents? Well, it's interesting. Like, <laughs> like all of these kids have like really long names and some of them do have nicknames. Like I just got a new kid. Um last Thursday and his his name is very very long but his nickname is Rick and I if I were looking at his name that's not the nickname I would pull out of it I mean the same thing can be said for Richie right like or Richard like I don't know that I would get Rick out of it right I would say Rich or Richie but and the same thing with with Robert right anybody like I always think it's um, interesting when when the nickname for Robert is Bobby I don't know why. I just always thought that was. It is a little strange. Right? Or even Anastasia and becoming Stacy. I think that's odd as well. Is that your name? No. I was going to say, is <laughs> Stacy yeah. shortened from Stacy? No. 
I'm just, but do you know what I mean? Like you look we at those names and you're like, where does that come from? Um, and I have a couple of kids whose nicknames are just not anything near. I've only ever really seen that at Rutgers where I have more international students and they'll come with like, you know, my name is, and I'm not even going to try to pull a name out, but like, my name is this. Okay. Call me Sue. Okay, Sue. We're good. Right. So it went from like a 13 letter name and now it's a three letter name and you're like, sure. And and nowhere in the 13 letters are S, U or C-U-N-E. E in any order. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. So like, like that hopes and dreams survey is really, really helpful. Um, and then I stole this from your podcast uh, a couple. Yes, I was listening. Um, but you had like, it was, it wasn't, a, I, I'm calling it a conference one page. Mr. Podcast over here. But I did a conference one pager for each of my students, and we'll share that in the show notes too. But um, I can share my screen, right? So you sure can. So for the for the visual people, see now if you're listening to this after the fact, you got to go to the show notes, or you tune in live when we say come live. So Stacy, go ahead, share. All right. So I did this for all of my kids. You guys can see that, right? Yep. And so where it says student, I would put their name, and then like notes about reading, writing, and math attendance because this was a huge issue with some of my kids like i had a couple of kids who you know missed six of our classes and then also on top of that missed like three or four special areas per week you know so far this session and so like um but strengths areas to work on and reading level and then this area in the center of the clipboard where it says student um i printed these out so that's where i took notes from the parents. So like if the parent says, oh, my kid, you know, once you get him on your side, he'll be loyal forever. And, you know, he just needs to know that you care about him. Or if it was like, um, this is such a an improvement from last year, you know, we felt that it was too limited or we had a couple of people say it's like such a flip in the other direction. Um, you know, so like we would take all of those notes. And then um, in the center is um, my friend Moji with my my co-teacher. And so, like, if she said things or I said things that were not part of the notes that we had typed out, I would write them in there as well. And so, for us, it was really helpful going forward. And it's not happening this year. But if I do this again next year, I also have the kids fill out before conferences a goals sheet that we use as a reference. While And, like, in the past, I have printed them. And when, you know, we had when we had conferences in person, I would give those to the parents. Um. But going forward, I would maybe think about possibly like having a, a link or a QR code for their goal sheet and for their, um, we do another sheet that asks them to talk about what they think we'll share with their parents, what they know we'll share with their parents and what they, what we hope they'll share with their parents. And those were pretty enlightening for some of our kids. Like I have a one kid who's completely, um, he called himself camera shy, which was a really nice way to put it, but he doesn't like being on camera in, um, in our, in our zoom meetings. So, you know, we talked about that with his parents and he did say, what I think you will share is that I'm, I'm camera shy. So there was like, it shows, it shows us, like, are you able to reflect on the type of kid that you are? And like, also allows for us to say like, Hey, I just, you know, she wants, you know, so-and-so wanted me to share that she's the fastest kid in, in our, in our, in our class for the week that she's here. Cause they did races out mm-hmm. on the playground one day. So like, like, it's nice to be able to share those things. And so, like, that's fun, too. Um, but the conference one-pager I did get from something that you shared, Chris. 
on one of your podcasts. I, I, I just completely I, modified it. Yeah, I no, wish I, I could attribute the it. person. I'll, I'll look back. Um, but I think it was <clears> like you're saying a one pager, but I think the term that I had used or the person who I got this from, they, they consider it like an infographic about the student. And that's what yes. it looked like as you were displaying it. So it's kind of like an infographic. Yeah. Right. I call it a one pager. Like it's not something I'm giving to the parent. But I think her intent was to give it to the parent and the information that was on that infographic per student was um, vastly different than the type of data that we collect. Like I don't collect, you know, kids vocabulary scores or like skill levels for reading, writing and math and share that at conferences. So um, we, I definitely did some adjusting or I don't count the number of books kids have read so far, although I could using Epic and some of the other tools we're using. But it's not data that's necessary for me to share right. um i can but, just but share you know chris is a voracious work. reader you know you said nobody ever but okay thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he listens to a lot of his his favorite method of learning is um listening and so i highly recommend for him lots of podcasts aj is a very Thanks, active child he likes to play outside <laughs> a lot and just be around people and be physically active AJ, what's that code for dummy he is a no. jock. He really is not a great student. I didn't say any of that. I'm just re- I'm just reliving my days back as a. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Stacy talks a lot. And look oh where God. you are now. I know. Microphone right? podcast. <laughs> anyway, all good stuff. All good stuff. Um. Yeah. So I put that in there. Um. And that'll be in the show notes. Thank you for sharing that. that- I like that. Yeah. yeah, and feel free to take it and share it and get rid of the Bitmoji or whatever. What you called it a friend something? Like you didn't even use the name. Like we can't say because like what did you call it? Friend Moji? I called what? it a friend Moji because the two of us are in there together. That's one picture. Like that's oh, so not you connected on Snapchat. No, oh God, I'm not. I'm no, not on no, Snapchat. You can, you can connect. I can't connect with the friend Moji. I would love to do Bitmojis with like other people. You know, oh yeah, friend. no, I'm not on Snapchat. So that's I have a hack or something. Like oh, well, you need to go over your hack. So that so <laughs> next episode, we're going to talk about connecting with students. The following episode, we're going to eliminate podcasts from Stacy's phone. The episode after that, we're going to celebrate Christmas by learning how to hack Bitmoji. <laughs> we might have to have Dan on for that because he set it up for me. Oh, okay. okay. And so like I have my friend Moji with Doug. That one lives on my phone all the time. They're cute. Hey, they're, I, they're fun. They are, especially if you have friends. Otherwise, it's a little lonely. <laughs> it's 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 you in a balloon or some other graphics on Bitmoji. Um, but actually, sp- speaking, let, let's uh, let's brainstorm this live on the air. Um, Miles has been hounding me f- to appear on this podcast again, so I said maybe next time because we wanted to see about how to connect with students. No, so, next week is connect. And next time is connecting with colleagues. We did connecting with students already. You missed that. We one. did. Yep. Oh. All right. It well was only two weeks ago. One of the two of you are going to have to reach out to him and tell him he can't be on the show because I'm not the bad guy. No I'm kidding. Um, all right. So we need to find a way to get him on. He wants to be on. So bring your kids too. Okay. Oh, bring your kids to the podcast day. Bring your kids to the Wait, podcast day. That'll be in April then. Okay. Let's bring your kids cool. to work day. Ha ha ha. All right. I can't wait for get away from my kids and go to work day. What's that? February for you? Who knows? You know, let me be September transparency. I love this. I love being home with them. I love being able to, again, for those of you watching, I got the extra bed behind me. 
when I'm in my classroom and like you get that free downtime, it's like leaning back in the chair here. I can hop into the bed. I can go downstairs. I can go outside. I can just like literally put my feet up. It's great. I love being able to have waffles every day with my kids Mm. making lunch. Although you would think, okay, he's got a kindergartner at home. He's got to like make his lunch. Nah, Colton, daddy, I got it. I'm making my lunch. Takes out the knife, makes his own peanut butter sandwich. He's happy. Gets it all over his face. It's wonderful. These are moments I would never get back. What do you mean? So, all right. So we're totally off topic now. You're going to have a lot of editing to do. Nope. It's all going in. Go ahead. All right. So I asked this because the one day that I was home with my kids, because I'm not home with my children, obviously I'm a hybrid teacher. I have to go into school every day, which I thoroughly enjoy. But the day that I was home for Rosh Hashanah, the boys were, you know, here and I kid you not, it felt like they were at school. Like it was so quiet and it just felt really sad and depressing. And I, I almost cried for them because it was such a miserable experience to watch question go ahead aj go ahead can somebody explain this quiet thing to me your kids aren't quiet (laughs) quiet no (laughs) a remote day of learning is put your sister down why aren't you at your computer what are you doing over there you are not supposed to be playing with toys right now would you stop touching me (laughs) leave alexa alone like No, it's literally like Richie sits in this chair that I'm in right now. He has like another like um, Poor kids learning in the dark. And, and he, I think that window actually has like sunlight that comes through it. Don't it does during the Probably. day. She's got blackout shades during the day. And then Rob's in his room and it's just so sad. And it's like. Yeah, I can see how that'd be sad for you. It's, I, <laughs> can you share? Just, can you sense some sadness AJ's way? It, I don't know. <laughs> just because like. Like, I, I also know that, you know, when my kids are virtual, they're also muted and they're not talking and participating, you know? So, although it, I will it, it, tell it them to different. stay muted, I will say stay muted and call out or like add your voice to the chat or whatever. But like. So, all right. So you were asking me, what's it like here in my house? So AJ, it's like daddy daycare over there. Okay, great. <laughs> so Mr. Mom. So for me, again, so in this office, Colton works at. Kate's desk. He's got his Chromebook. He's got headphones. And there are times where I can hear him interacting with his teacher in the Google meet, or I can hear him interacting on his iPad doing seesaw stuff. Okay. And so he's got like built in time. So the teacher will put timers up on the screen and he know he's got his routine for the most part. He's quiet because he knows that daddy is sitting over here and he can hear me talking. There are times where I'll look at him when my kids are doing stuff in our Google meet and I'll say, I'll, I'll, like, we'll chat and I'll be like, are you okay? And he's like, daddy, I'm in school. Leave me alone. <laughs> so, right. And so that has happened too, where like, I called one day because I left something at home. So I called my son and he was like, what? I'm at school. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but like. Yeah. And then, you know, for Miles, he's in his room and sometimes he can, he gets very animated. You guys have met him and I can hear him with these headphones on <laughs> and I can hear him like talking and like. His is a little more interactive, but for the most part, they sit in their space. They do their schoolwork. They interact when they can. AJ, what is that face? He, he has no idea what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, uh, I feel like an awful parent right now. Why? I can't get my kids to sit still. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. My kids are 15 and 13, and I think that's partly what my makes kids me are Chris's kids age. 
know. my kid would look at me when he's in school. He's like, Dad, <laughs> I'm on the computer. I'm like, dude, you're not muted. I, I will go into Miles's room and I'll be I, like, I'll open the door slowly and I can see him at his desk and I'll be like, are you muted? Is your camera? And he'll like on his Chromebook, he'll flip the little thing over his camera. We put one of those little privacy things. So like he's always muted or he'll flip it. My kindergartner Colton will know how to hit control D on the keyboard to mute his microphone. Are you kidding me? I, I, Ryan will be on the computer. Dan will be dancing behind him. <laughs> They're with, in two separate workspaces. No, clothes, clothes, clothes are mandatory in the Bianco household. Oh, goodness. I hate my life. Speaking of clothes, let me just throw this in here. I wore pants for the first time on Friday night. I haven't worn pants since March. Okay. What Chris is really saying is shorts have been a big part of his life. For the first time, all of his legs were covered instead of just half of them. You need to clarify. It sounds more fun if I don't, but yeah, sure. What Stacy said. It's so inappropriate. Oh my! God. It was cold on Friday. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing the football announcing, and it was cold and rainy. So I was like, I got, yeah. I was like, but hey, because of uh, CrossFit, not a CrossFit, my pants fit really good. Ooh, yeah, well, yeah. Hey, do you CrossFit, Chris? Yes, I do. You? Damn, CrossFit. No idea. Yeah, yeah. All right, we are totally off topic. That's fine. We're having fun. We're 55 no, no, no. minutes into the party, no, and I'm fine with that. Communicate with your parents. Right. Bottom line, communicate whether you want to or not. And find a way that works for you and is sustainable. The thing that I used to hate about just myself in general was like I would start a newsletter and then by like October, I was like, this is the worst idea ever. And I'd stop. So like. Well, just you're better than the teacher who decides to start a newsletter and doesn't make it out of September with an issue. That's true. But this is why when we started the newsletter with my kids, I was like, this is on you guys. And, you know, I would be willing to give up two or three lunches and have them just join me. And that was fun. So hello to our Facebook user. Hello, Facebook user. Let us know who you are. <laughs> Thanks um, for checking us in. Actually, let me ask you this. Um, and AJ, as administrator and even back to your time in the classroom, um, do your districts, for lack of better words, mandate how you document communication with families either through your student information system or anything like that or ask for any records of communication okay, not so since i was a new no. teacher okay like i well, think it used to be part like of a new teacher portfolio when i kept when i had to keep one in my first district in my district and again maybe because parental involvement is low and they want to see that we're at least trying anytime i email a kid call a parent i got to go into the notes of that kid's profile and put the date why i called that i called or did i send an email so they're like looking for all that stuff. And I keep so, personal notes, but I don't, I don't. Our, our notes have to be like internal. Like oh, really? I can, yeah. like if I look at a kid, I can see if what other teachers have communicated home about mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. issues. Wow. So it's all no. through, uh, through on We don't have that. Yeah. That's awesome though. I mean, that's a good record. I tend to um, each year save parent communications. So if a parent email, emails me or I email them back, it gets dropped into a separate folder. Nice. I, I got a nice email this year. A parent reached out to myself and my in-class support teacher, just how enjoyable our class sounds because she's home with her son who's in our ninth grade history class. And she just was like, you and you know the co-teacher, like I hear you, like the music and how engaging you are. And I know my son really appreciates it. And I really appreciate you. Like you two are just wonderful teachers. And I was just like, let me print that out. Let me save that for a a rainy day where I'm aggravated with life. So that was good. 
Yeah, I do that from time to time. I call it a smile file. Is that a, do you tag that in Gmail? Like, like tag it in no, smile file? Because my parents don't communicate with me in Gmail. Oh, I do tag it in Outlook, I guess. <laughs> no, I just print it. Like you said, you print it out and you. I, I literally have a file, like a hard physical file that says, it's called smile file. Nice. Yeah. Makes me happy. It's my happy file. Happy file. Well, speaking of happy, podcasts make us happy. And listening to podcasts is, again, that's where we got this whole podcast from because Stacy listened to podcast. She became <laughs> friends with me because I create a podcast and now AJ creates a podcast. And probably by 2050, Stacy will have her own podcast. So I'm just going to extend the window of opportunity. No. And by then, we'll get you to have your own show. Hmm. I'll be old enough to be president. No, I'm kidding. We're going to share a podcast recommendation. And, you know, our past practice has been we would all give you one, but that was overwhelming, Stacy. So we wanted to <laughs> save Stacy. So we cut it down to one recommendation per episode by one of us. But we're tweaking that today. And both AJ and I, we're going to WWF because that's the real wrestling. We're going to WWF this recommendation. And uh, AJ, what do you have for us? First, I'm going to help you with. There's actually none allowed. You can't say that. They lost their court case. It's actually WWF is the World Wildlife Foundation. You cannot say WF anymore. Sorry. W, W, E, F. E. Nope, can't say F. That. They lost. I just said it. Come at but me. They lost it ages ago. Yeah, that's why they used the E. Anyway, so. I am a real American. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. We're, almost, we're over an hour here. <laughs> Um, what you gonna do, fighting brother? for the rights of every man. Stacy from the top rope. <laughs> All right, AJ, so what do you got for us? Our podcast recommendation for this episode, a special shout out to our friend and friend of the show. And how do you want to say this? I guess co-creator of the network on the network, Dr. Dan Krinas. Network compadre. There you go. Network compiler is your word. Just keep using that. Uh, let's, let's bring Shut it back up. for a we've mentioned we've, we've mentioned Dan Krinas before and his Leader of Learning podcast. And Dan has an extension to his podcast that he has come out, I think, once or <coughs> twice a month called The Devil's Advocate, which he and uh, Rachel Denae Poth uh, talk about different topics. And they kind of go back and forth and have different points of views on trending topics in education, um, hence the devil's Backed advocate. by sound research? Yes, sound research. Very, very, very positive here. So they take a topic, they, they discuss it, and they both kind of share their point of view. Not always in agreement, which I think is the most exciting thing about this one. So uh, Dan and Rochelle's latest episode tackles a topic of assessment and grading. And uh, he likes to focus on toxic grading practices versus effective grading practices evaluative versus descriptive feedback and formative versus summative assessment. Um, so we are all, I think we could say this, we're all big fans of the leader of learning and we were proud to have him on the education podcast network. And if you have only listened to the leader of learning, I would suggest throwing this little part-time project of Dan's, the devil's advocate into your mix. And if you subscribe to a show, there's no avoiding it because Dan is a professional podcaster who knows what he's doing. So if you're subscribed to his show, you're getting these episodes. Yeah, Does don't this come go, out as a separate feed? No, don't go no, searching for the devil's advocate. Actually look for the leader of learning podcast and you will find this as part of his episode catalog. 
There you go. Here's here here's Dan. If you don't know what he sounds like. Hi, I'm Dan Krinus. <laughs> That's Dan Krinus. Doctor Dan. Doctor. Love Doctor Dan. The love doctor. No, <laughs> the love I doctor Dan. I love Doctor Dan. Never. Oh God, cut that out to you, Chris. Great. I got his doctorate. What? <laughs> Never mind. Oh hell no. <laughs> Um, so go to leaderoflearning.com slash devil's advocate. Uh, he is streaming this on YouTube so you can watch the episodes, but again, just go subscribe to his podcast, rate it, review it, listen to it. He's doing this once a month, two solid episodes. AJ, did you talk about the first one? Did I miss that? I did not talk about the first one. I spoke about the most recent one. Uh, the first one in the series was about reopening schools. So Mm -hmm. certainly there are some great tips and information in there about, being in school during this time. So still valuable. Still relevant. <laughs> um, yeah. So cool. Um, so this has been uh, episode 86. This is part two of this three part mini series. Episode 85 was about connecting with students, which apparently I wasn't paying attention to because I wanted to bring my son on for an episode that already happened. And uh, our next episode, episode 87, we're going to talk about connecting with colleagues during virtual learning and we're going to be streaming that recording that whatever live on sunday november november first that's crazy so if you have thoughts on connecting with colleagues during this time get us your thoughts email us feedback at podcastpd.com send us a voice message at podcastpd.com slash feedback also give us some thoughts on our newly redesigned website which has a bit of an upgrade and a facelift which uh, we're pretty proud of here at Podcast PD. And uh, Stacy, before you wave your magic wand, we got some email feedback I'd like to share. Woohoo! So we got an email, and anybody can email us, feedback at podcastpd.com. We got an email from Amy Anderson. Amy is a second grade teacher in Wisconsin. And uh, she says the following, love your podcast, a great way. If you're going to email us, start with that. Okay. If even if it's start with anything, even if, if it's, it's negative, negative even if it's not, yeah, we'll, we'll take it. So she says, love your podcast. We are in person at this point. I do agree. I love getting to know my students before we need to go virtual. It has given us a chance to learn the platforms. If you haven't, and I think she's talking to you, Stacey, if you haven't come up with a name for your students in person and on Zoom, call them boomers. Oh, I call, oh, in person and oh, boomers. In person and on Zoom, call them boomers. Boom. Boom. All right, maybe. Yeah, I'm still saying rumors and zoomers. Or just fifth grade. All right, fifth graders or writers. You know, that teacher voice that goes up just a little bit. What are you talking about? No, not. No, I do not up talk. I'm just saying it's up an octave. Give us an example. Pretend AJ and I are causing trouble in the back of your classroom. Go. All right, fifth graders, right now, like, do you hear how it's higher? Uh, yeah, just a higher yeah. it's so annoying yeah. and i feel like it's yeah. not like that in the class it's only like that in zoom that's my zoom mm. voice zoom voice aj do you have a zoom voice nope oh dude that was your chance to like do a zoom impression from the flash <laughs> nope <laughs> nope <laughs> all right so if you want to send us feedback podcastpd.com slash feedback uh you can Hit us up on Twitter at Podcast PD. Slide into our DMs on the gram at Podcast PD. Um, Voxer, 
you can go to our Voxer group. That That's a, a fun happening place. Go to podcastpd.com slash Voxer. Um, oh, I know what I forgot. Mm. Executive producers. AJ, talk about our executive producers because we've got a couple and we do this podcast for people and we would certainly welcome more executive producers. Yeah. So uh, if you get value from our conversations and you ever wonder if there's a way that you can support our efforts to create this podcast, then this is for you. You can become an executive producer. You can show your support on a monthly or yearly basis. You can support Podcast PD by donating $5 a month or $50 a year. As a thank you for your support, every executive producer will receive a Podcast PD sticker and yearly supporters will receive a Podcast PD mug and a Podcast PD t-shirt. For more information, visit podcastpd.com slash executive producer for more information thank you thank you thank you to all of our current executive producers adam kelly mike brilla stephanie scrocky and sandy hartman Woo-hoo. and on that note hold on it- before you do it chris you uh, we talked about this if you're listening to this podcast we need you to bother tony denza yes Yes. We so, want Tony Danza on this podcast. Podcast PD Army, rise up. Go tweet at Tony Danza. Use hashtag extravaganza. Hashtag podcast PD. We want Tony. <laughs> Angela. Uh, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> and this is all fired up, Stacey. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, um, there's apparently going to be a reboot of yes. Who's the Boss? I did with hear Tony and Alyssa, and Alyssa Milano. Milano, Samantha. <laughs> so go Jonathan. help us get Tony Dent. No, Jonathan. No, Jonathan. Uh, uh, Jonathan's no, Jonathan? not going to be on the show. No, no, yeah, no, just the two of them. Just the two of them? Yeah. So there's no boss. Well, okay, moving on. Well, who's the boss? Who's the there boss? There isn't one. Who, who is it? Well, that's probably what Alyssa Milano. <laughs> She's a boss. So podcast PD faithful. Go tag Tony Danza. Tell him he needs to come on here. It would be fantastic to talk to Tony about education, because if you don't know, uh, he spent time early before he got, you know, acting and famous. He was a teacher, high school level English, I believe, AJ. Uh, Well, he always wanted to be a teacher. I know the story. I watched the TV show. He had a TV show called Teach, where he actually went back into like an inner city school and he was a teacher for like a semester and he was really learning the ropes of becoming a teacher and he has so much passion for education so yeah as do we it's a great fit it would be a great episode so go tell tony danza to be on podcast pd come on tag us tag tony that that would just if you want to be lazy just use the tweets aj and i have already put out there and just retweet them which i mean i got made fun of by the way just by who no not really made fun of but somebody's like so you like tony danza huh i was like uh yeah i do (laughs) that's awesome that's it we're going to get all the celebrity educators. We're getting Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, there you go. If we get Michelle Pfeiffer, I want Coolio. Well, I'll take uh, JT because wasn't he a teacher with her? We're going to get Veronica Vaughn oh, no, from Billy Madison. With, uh, he was a teacher with Cameron Diaz. Vaughan. Cameron Diaz. There you go. Cameron Diaz. Black, Black Jack. Jack Black. Yes. <laughs> well, Adam Sandler did go back in Billy Madison to become a teacher. Why don't we just get the whole cast? Hopes and dreams, people. Hopes and dreams. Hopes and dreams. <laughs> there you go. 
coming up in the new year, Podcast PD's movie reunion series, where we bring together movies about education and we reunite the casts. That would be, we should do a Podcast PD on movies about education. Okay. All right. There it is. There it is. We are going to rank the best education movies. We have to have categories, though. Real and then comedy. Fine. I need to up my game Isn't on real. Isn't all education a comedy, AJ? No, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> all right. All right. On that note, William Daniels. Who is that? Not familiar. Got to be honest. Stephanie, give us one more little piece there. Who is William Daniels? We need another note to name the tune. This is This is just radio silence right now. That's fine. That's all right. She'll get back to us. Wait, is William Daniels the guy from um, Not Lean on Me? Dead Poet um, Society? Oh, Mr. Feeney. Uh, oh. oh. Good call. Feeney. Yeah, we got you. We got you. Boy Meets World. We got you. Oh. Didn't even think. Yeah, good call. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Math- then he was Mr. Mathews. Math- uh, well, then we need, high school. We, need, then we need Mr. Carter. Hmm. No? Yeah, you guys don't want to welcome back Carter? Oh, never mind. No. Forget it. Go away. Yo, Mr. Carter. Mr. Carter, sir. You get it. Ba, 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 barino. <laughs> oh, my goodness. On that note, right. I guess we need that. Then we're really, we're canceled. Um. This is our series finale. Goodbye. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, go out and do well. Um, no. That's a Feeny thing. Um, do good, actually, he said. Do good. Do good. All right. Instead, let's just say good night, Christopher. Good night, Christopher. <laughs> good night, AJ. Good night, AJ. Is it Andrew Jacoby? It's not, That's, it's... We're going to keep coming up with new nicknames for you. Yeah. All right. Good night, yeah. Podcast yeah. PD. Antoine, Antoine Jamal. Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at podcastpd on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag podcastpd. To connect with Stacy, AJ, and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie, at Stacy Lindis, and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care. <laughs>